Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Sometimes two is enough, I guess. <laughs> hey, the uh, the offense didn't cash in, uh, but they played strong enough team defense. It didn't matter, and they kept the effort up through most of the game. Um, few complaints about this one. Let's. Uh, I just want to check a couple of things before I turn it over to you guys. Yeah, I mean. Outshoot the Canucks 34-17, uh, only take the two penalties. Obviously, you don't want to put the Canucks on the power play, but, man, this PK just keeps keeps coming to play, keeps getting the job done. So uh, of all the things they really wanted to fix this offseason through what, however many games this has been now, uh, what are we on? I wish it would tell you on the box score, but whatever. Uh, through basically two months of the season, the penalty kill has been outstanding. I would say the most consistent aspect of this team has the most consistent aspect of this team been the penalty kill. Shit. Yeah, I think so, right? I can't. I mean, the scoring has been terrible in November. Um, the team defense took a little bit of a hit here and there, but they've been pretty good. The goaltending uh, has been up and down, but it's been up for the most part. Um, obviously, two of those three things you know, contribute heavily to a penalty kill. So, yeah, I would say the penalty kill has been the most consistent aspect of this team through uh, through the first two months of the season, basically. So that's fun. My God. Yeah, woo! What's up, Brian? I'll give you a woo for that one. Jake with the GWG. He's hot. What do, what do you know? Jake looks like Jake again, I guess. I, Jake's look good on this uh, on this top line. I'll definitely say that. Um, Hart at the end there, it was – did Hart look a little – I don't know if I just noticed this tonight. Maybe he was just caught in between a little bit. But it looked like he made a, a little bit more of an effort to be up on his skates a bit, uh, not go down so easily, maybe not expose the top of the net as much as he'd been. Uh, that was a good adjustment. I mean – Made 16 out of 17 stops. Uh, you know, not a huge number of shots against, obviously, but uh, 9.41 save percentage is good no matter how many shots you face, so I'll take it. Um, good team win. They still need to score more. Still need to score more. When you outshoot the other team 34-17, it shouldn't come down to, a, uh, to an empty net scramble at the end. Uh, they, they've been defending it well. Love seeing guys like Travis Konechny on the ice in those situations. Just goes to show you the uh, the trust Elaine Vigneault has in some of his young skill guys like TK. So that was really cool. Um, I don't have a whole lot of notes on this one. I just thought it was a good team win. They bottled up a very solid, fast, um, exciting, electric, whatever, you know, uh, what are those? Uh, adjectives, right? I, I'm not... I'm not good with that stuff. But they bottled up a, a good offense tonight, and they did so uh, through basically 60 minutes. What were the uh, by-period shot totals? Yeah, they didn't give up double digits in any single period, nine in the first. I mean, Carter Hart saw eight shots in the final 40 minutes of the game. That's incredible. Uh, nine in the first, four in the second, four in the third. That's great defense. That's that's commitment to doing your job. Uh, obviously, the four-check got in. And kept um, kept Vancouver from building speed. They they closed on them in the neutral zone. I thought pretty well, and it all results in a uh, in a nice win for the Fly guys. So that's it. Let's see what you guys have to say about this one. A really really nice two to one win over those Vancouver Canucks for two points. And hey, 
in regulation. A regulation win in November, not against the Carolina Hurricanes. Who would have thunk it? All right, let's get to it. Well, at least the Flyers can score points unlike the Eagles. I mean, two isn't really that great, but it was enough tonight because of the defensive effort. So no points for Frost. Send him down. Bomb. Nice. He had a real nice defensive play. Uh, a great takeaway at one point tonight that was just um, – he was down low and just sn uh, snuck in and took a pass. I thought it was a great play by him. I'm more choked about Ghost out of the lineup. It is what it is. Um, they wanted to play really strong defense tonight. They wanted to manage the puck against a, a fast team that's great in transition. So Ghost isn't back in there. I, you all probably saw a lot of the quotes being uh, sent out throughout the day. I saw a lot on Twitter while I was at work. Uh, no one cares if I'm on Twitter at work. No, um, it was, uh, you know, he, he knows. It seems like Ghost knows what he has to work on. I liked a lot of what he was saying. He he knows that he has to get back to being the guy he can be, and he just right now has to work on his game, make himself better, and still be a good teammate. So I want Ghost in the lineup. I think Ghost is one of the six best defensemen, but right now he's not playing like it. So even if you take a little bit of a hit with Robert Haig, I like the pairings tonight. Uh, Sandheim with Braun, uh, I, I like that, so I think it worked. I don't want to complain after a win, but it's painful watching this team score two goals or less on most nights. They need to score more than two goals. We've been talking about that uh, pretty pretty consistently on these uh, this month's post games, but it was enough tonight. And when you hold the other team to 17 shots, this is their formula right now. This is what they think they can do. And when you control the puck as much as the Flyers are, eventually you're going to start scoring. Like that's the theory. That's the entire theory behind the advanced analytics. I know it's not. I, I, I hate even calling like shot attempt differential advanced because it's not. Um, but you know that's what we're. Oh, it's analytics. Like it's just who shot more, who took more shots. That's it. Um, but it, that's the whole idea behind it. The the best predictor of future goals is shots, shot attempts. You would think they would score more. They should score more. They have the talent to score more. It's not happening right now. I like that I'm seeing, hey, you know what? Maybe TK isn't putting the puck in the net like he was a couple of games ago. All of a sudden, Jake's hot. You know, we had the two games in a row with Kevin Hayes getting a goal. Uh, Frost was putting up some points early, and now he's um, or putting up, you know, the, the goal, the two goals and an assist in his first two games. He hasn't had any points uh, the last couple nights, but other guys have stepped up. Eventually, you're going to get three or four guys hot at the right time, you know, eventually, right? Right? <laughs> I have to keep telling this to myself because it doesn't make sense that they can't score three or four in regulation. Uh, I know you're going to say he's got to earn his time, but Ghost was down to 11, 12 minutes a game, and any 11 to 12 minutes a game from him is better than from Haig. Here's what I'll say about that. They are obviously not – I. It's about more than – they're in an advantageous situation. They have other defenders producing and playing well, so they can take Ghost out of the lineup, tell him what he has to work on, and when Ghost starts showing – because it's not just about being better than Haig. Yes, obviously you want to dress your six best guys, and you would think Ghost is better than Haig. I do. Hockey player for hockey player. I think one is better than the other. But Ghost isn't playing his game right now, and if he's not doing – the things that make him great, you have the ability to take him out of line. I don't like it either, you know, but you have the ability to tell him you need to sit down, you need to work on some things. Maybe watching will help. Maybe this time off, maybe it'll let him 
figure out whatever he needs to figure out in terms of just his confidence. Because he said today he's lacking the confidence right now. He's struggling with it. He's got to build himself back up mentally before he can physically execute. So that's where we are with Shane Gostas Bear right now. Lappy died for this. Uh, you know, I wonder if it, if it, like, was it LaPerriere or was it Dave Haxtell and the personnel? You know, as, as much blame as we put on Lappy, and as the guy credited with being in charge of the unit, it's only fair that he take the criticism. But look at what happened to Toronto when he took over the PK there. So who's the new winger named Jig Voracek? Hey, man, Jake's a good player. That's what makes him frustrating. If he just wasn't that good, that's we would just go, okay, whatever. He's, he's Jake. Like Scott Lawton goes however many games without a goal, and it's like, all right, such is life. But that's what makes Jake frustrating is we know he's really good. Jake played a complete game tonight. I uh, Putting him with Couturier looks like the best thing for him, and with Limblom out there, um, hey, they had Jake on at the, at the end tonight. Like, that was, that was big. I'm very glad we won in regulation today when playing too late into games, two points in a solid early night. I know, right? Like, I can get out of here at, like, 1030, drink a couple beers, watch some wrestling. I got a lot of wrestling to catch up on. The Flyers have very little consideration for how much – not hockey I want to be watching, you know? Uh, at least tonight they were a little considerate. Tell me you didn't think it was getting tied up at the end, though. Hart made that save where he was up on his skates a little. Uh, I was like, Jesus, that's going in. Hey, Bill, honestly, if we can play like this with two goals, then I wouldn't have as many gray hairs. Whether or not it happens remains to be seen. I mean, on most nights, two goals won't be enough. We've seen that. Uh, no matter how good your goalie plays, two probably won't be enough. Uh, it was tonight, and good for them. They still need to score more. Um, you're not, no matter how well you play defensively, you're going to give up more than 17 shots a night. The other team's going to generate a lot more offense. Um, you need to score more than two, but for tonight, the complete team game, it was good enough. I like, I liked how Braun played tonight. Braun is a good, solid defensive defenseman, but of course he contributes with some offense tonight. Tell me he didn't look shocked when, before he goes behind the net to set up Jake for the winner. He pushes through, gets the puck, and he's like at the bottom of the right circle. Tell me he didn't look shocked. He he was still like in control of the puck, and then saw some daylight. Was like, ooh, I know what to do. <laughs> Takes it behind, and hey, good feed from behind that. Good things happen when you make plays from behind the net. I, even Justin Braun can pick up points. Justin Braun, where offense goes to die. Justin Braun can pick up points if you do simple things like get the puck behind the net and make plays from behind there. Back-to-back games, uh, back-to-back games with a goal for Jake. Hey, man, he's he's looking good right now. He's This was a – as much as we don't want the lines juggled, we want, you know, everyone to fit into their role, and we I type it out in my phone all the time. All right, what if they do this and this? And you want the, the top six to be what you think the top six should be. Um, it, this – AV pushed the right buttons here, putting Jake with Katoria. Why do they have to outshoot a team 40-17 to 17 to win 2-1? to one? Not complaining about a win, but geez, score more. The only, if you continue to do what they're doing, you will score more. It's just not happening right now. I can't explain it either. Jake had an extra jump to his game tonight. I think everyone uh, – I, I think Jake has looked good these last two games, not just because he's scoring, uh, but because the other things he's doing. Because Jake, no matter he improves his defensive game, more effort on the defensive side of the red line, that's all well and good. 
But Jake gets paid what Jake gets paid to put points on the board. That's what he's supposed to do, accumulate points. Uh, and then all the other aspects of his game you can respect more because it's he's not just, oh, well, he's focusing on defense. I don't need him to focus on defense. I just need him to be better than bad at it so that he can get play going the other way and do what he does best, and that's play on in the offensive zone. Braun has looked much better without Ghost next to him. Those two were not – I didn't – in theory, you think it works, but I I just don't like those two paired together. You, you're right about that, Brandon. Yo, Bill, love the shot count tonight. Tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, we saw it sometimes with the hack. Um, the shot count could be misleading because of all the work from the perimeter they did, but I thought they, they did well tonight to mix in um, some high-danger plays, like I said, get that puck below the goal line and work from there. Good things are going to happen. They did tonight. Need those insurance goals for sure. They'd be nice. It'd be nice not for for a game to not. It, it didn't go to OT, which is awesome. That's great. But it would be uh, it would be nice if it doesn't come down to an empty net situation at the end. Because like all that hard work you did for you know fifty seven minutes to play the type of game you did can be erased because of one bad turnover, one bad bounce, one awesome pass, something you know. Just one play can erase all that hard work, and suddenly you're going to OT against an incredibly skilled and fast team, and then you're going to a shootout against, you know, again, a very skilled team. Um, they need the insurance goals. That's very obvious. Hayes and Voracek both scoring recently, so do you think JVR's floodgates will open, open up and help the team score more? Listen, I've given JVR all the slack in the world. My man has to put pucks in nets. That's all there. I, I have no explanation for it. Um, he has to score. That's it. Full stop. Score more goals, JVR. That's what you're here to do. Jake is out there increasing his trade value. Beautiful thing to see. Oh, yeah. People are just going to line up to take on that eight point, whatever, two five or whatever the hell it is. Football would be better if it were hockey. It would certainly be better if there was more continuous play, I'll tell you that. Guess we got to bench coasts more often? Well, yeah, it's working. It worked tonight. That's what I'll say. Will Ghost make it back to where he was a few years ago? Um, I don't have an answer for that. Uh, Ghost is in it right now. He's. I'm trying to do two things at once here, not doing a good job of it. Uh, do I think he'll be where he was in 2015, 16, or 2017, 18. That's tough to say. Um, it would be awesome, you know, if he was a – I always – you don't trade uh, – I always say you don't get rid of a defenseman with 60-point potential because they're very hard to come by. But it's been a little while since we've seen that guy, you know. It's been, it's been two seasons now. I mean – 2017-18, he was, he was incredible. So it was all last year and pretty much all this year where he just doesn't look like the Gostas Bear we need him to be. Um, I struggle. Do I think he'll ultimately, his career, like, do I think he just sucks now? I don't. Um, he's not playing well. He's not playing at all, in fact, you know. Um, but he's not playing well. Um, I wonder if he'll get back to where he was here. Um Ultimately, he might just need a change of scenery, change of whatever. Um, I'm hesitant to do that because I think he will flourish in the right circumstance. They just haven't been able 
to find it here. Um, that said, I'd like to see what he does with a full year of this coaching. Like He's going to get back in this lineup. He's not just out, you know. Uh, I would like to see what he does if he the, these coaches hang with him, let him work through his problems, and – he he gets uh, he gets another opportunity for the rest of this season. I would like to see what he could ultimately be, but I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, I don't think Shane Gostas Bear is what he was two years ago in a Flyers jersey again. I think he can get there. Um, I don't know if it's going to be here, and that kills me. I I want Gostas Bear on the Flyers, and I want him to produce. Thank goodness no shootout. The Inquirer posted today that the Flyers are 48-88 all-time in shootouts. Yeah, their numbers have been a little better recently. I mean, they, they had a couple of years where they just couldn't win any. Um, they have a goalie now, so they have a chance to win shootouts. They have some pretty skilled guys, so they have a chance to win shootouts. That wasn't always the case. When you're out there and it's like, well, yeah, our leading goal scorer is Scott Hartnell. All right, well, he's not really a breakaway guy. Like, for a long time... The Flyers depended on a lot of power forward type players to uh, to produce their goals, and while it worked for them, um, as, like even before this current you know iteration, like the um, prior to the Giroux captaincy Flyers, like they still couldn't win shootouts except for you know one pretty damn big one in 2010. Uh, but they just played a style. Uh, they created their goals in a way that. It wasn't necessarily uh, translatable, I guess, to the shootout. But I think they do a little bit more of that now. Seems like last year we could put up three to five goals a game, but would give up six to seven. Now we can barely get two a game. Sometimes it's enough to win or get a point because our goaltending has been way better. But, yeah, they got to start scoring more. I, this team is playing good hockey. Uh, they're, the pucks are going to start going in. Will they start going in at a, a rate? that you think most nights they have a chance to win? I don't know. Um, but if the team defense, including the goaltending, continue, they will win more than they lose. How would I feel about the play driving tonight, Bill? I felt great about having the puck for the entire game. It's a, it's a formula for victory. If I were Ghost, I'd be wondering when JVR will be benched. JVR isn't scoring, but he, I mean, he's in on a lot of chances. Ghost is, he was playing bad. There's a difference. JVR hasn't been bad. He's just not doing the number one thing that he's out there to do. But he's doing a lot of things that translate to that. Like most of the JVR is in position to score goals. They're just not going in. Ghost was playing poorly. There's a difference. Thoughts on Tampa scouting Haig? Was this the second game with him and more of a showcase? Do we know that Tampa's scouting Haig? Like, how do we know that? I don't believe trade rumors because they're mostly made up. Unless it came from Elliot Friedman or um, that's basically it. I don't believe trade rumors. It's just clickbait. You can't keep JVR in the fourth line. Otherwise, he actually won't ever hit his numbers. I don't think it's permanent. I think it's just kind of a uh, not uh, not even a demotion, just a like, and when you hear message, it's like, oh, he's trying to send him a message. He's got to change. Like, just, like, put him in a role where he just focuses on doing the very basics because that's what you're out there to do on a fourth line, the very basics, and then you build from there. And I think that's just kind of what's going on with JVR right now. 
I would be surprised um, when December begins if he's still in the fourth line. Are you expecting Lawton to get a little stronger and regain some timing over the next week? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, what's this, the second game back? Uh, sure, yeah. Do you like JVR in the fourth, or would you put him with G to get him going? Uh, it, it's a. I would like to see him moved up, but I also don't want to move anyone down. Um, I guess you send Lawton uh, back to the fourth line, have him with Raffle and Pitlick, and uh, you can mess around from there. But, yeah, so I guess you could make it work, yeah. I don't know if I'd put him with G, uh, but Frost, Frost, Drew, Frost, Drew, and JVR, I just don't love it from a defensive standpoint. Uh, this team's hallmark is clearly its defense. Um, the best offense or the best defense is a great forecheck. If they never get to your blue line, that's how you defend. That's what they did a great job of tonight. I think JVR has focused and really improved his uh, overall defensive game. But again, he's a guy not out there for that. He's out there because the puck hits a stick and then goes in the net, uh, and he has to do that. But I don't. They're they're in a weird spot with the composition of this team and the different guys who are working well together. Um, like I would like to see JVR play with Couturier, but I'm not taking Limblom away from him. Limblom can play right wing though. Um, it's still then that's not a. I don't think that's ideal. So it's a tough. They're in a weird spot with that, but it's working right now. He'll start scoring. They'll get some power play production out of JVR if nothing else. Coot scores and shuts down Pedersen. This is your Selkie winner this year. Dude, that's um, he's killing it. You can't say it. I don't think we spend enough time on the postgame talking about Couturier. Dude is just a stud. Um, I, what he became in terms of scoring is incredible. And, like, we heard about how good he was defensively. You can see it from – you could see it just in the way coaches utilized him. But just to now see how he has this complete game and it translates to play going the other way and then points on the board, it's huge. Um, it's Couturier's freaking awesome, man. <laughs> Let's say Ghost gets benched a third game and he decides to go down the shore. Uh, where should he watch the game? Well, if he's going to do that, I'd have to send him to Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern right there in Wildwood Crest. Easy to get to from pretty much all shore points. Easy to get to from freaking anywhere. Uh, it, it's just an awesome location. Can't put it over enough. Uh, the staff is great. The owner, Timmy Fitzpatrick, is just the man. Huge hockey fan. A game will be on. If there is hockey on television, there will be hockey on at that bar. I guarantee you that. He's a big Flyers fan. Has a Bernie Perrant jersey up on the wall. Tell you all the time. He's got the slap shot post in the men's bathroom. Uh, sets the tone. That just sets the tone. Uh, good beer selection. Can't, can, uh, can't tell you enough how great that pork sandwich is. So give it a try. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. Wildwood Crest, New Jersey, go. Just go. Just go. Tell me you heard about it from Bill Matz and the Broad Street Hockey Post game, and uh, have yourself a sequench while you're there because that's my thing when I'm there. Love the sequench. This was actually the first night JVR didn't have many scoring chances. Yeah, no, I, he was um, more – he was less noticeable tonight. But I, I got it, like, overall, I don't have a problem with JVR's game outside of the fact that the puck ain't going in the net, and it needs to because that's what he's there to do. Owns. Owns. Philadelphia Myers looking real good again. I never had uh, you know, worries about 
Philadelphia Collins slash Myers. Bill, when should I start getting worried about JVR? I mean, what about what are you worrying? Like, oh, no, he's bad at hockey now. He isn't. He's just not scoring. He will. Uh, it's frustrating. I'm frustrated with him. But, like, I don't know, man, don't worry about anything because the world's a scary and dark place. You don't need to worry about millionaire hockey players, too. Who do you think uh, – who do you like the best long-term, TK, Lindblom, Frost, or Farabee? I mean, I love them all, so I'm happy they're here. Can't wait to get uh, all of them signed up long-term. TK's contract is nice. Want to get these other three si – I mean, obviously, Frost and Farabee have like three years before we have to worry about it. But Lindblom, you know, need to get that done ASAP. If I was him, I wouldn't sign till after the season. Um, Lindblom's game looks like it translates the best. Um, but I think Farabee could be a lot like Lindblom, maybe a little bit more electric. Um, I think Frost has – it's hard to say Frost has the highest upside when you put TK in the group too because TK is already uh, a budding star. Um, they all have their positives, man. I'm looking forward to the – I'm looking forward to watching all their careers for the next 10 years, you know. Um, who do I like the best? I guess it's – I guess it's TK uh, because um, – He's already kind of getting there, but Lindblom's playing top line with Couturier, and he's not a not a passenger on that line. Bigger disappointment this year, Ghost or JVR? It's absolutely Ghost, 100% uh, Ghost, because JVR's a goal scorer. Goals ain't going in. Uh, that's bad, but history tells you they will. Uh, ghost is, I thought with a new coach, fresh start, I thought I'd see – a new ghost too, but it doesn't seem to be working out for him yet. Getting rid of ghost would be a huge mistake. He gets paid like 4.5 mil a year. If he gets anywhere near his potential again, he's worth that. And we won't have to pay him that much on his next contract because he has a couple of bad years worth the gamble. Yeah. Um, I've my one of my top things that's made me hesitant about trading uh, ghost is you're not going to win the trade. Uh, I think he's going to take off elsewhere, and maybe that's what he needs to really take off, but pretty much everything you said there, Mark, is how I feel. Um, if he just plays 75% of what he used to be, he's worth $4.5 million as a, as a point-producing defenseman. So, um, uh, it, it, yes, I agree with your whole comment. Can we bring up Zamula? I pumped the brakes on Zamula a little bit. Pitlick has been one of the more noticeable bottom six forwards. Pitlick's a nice hockey player. Um, I like him in a fourth-line role. He scored a little bit in his career. He's had a few years. I think he had like 13, 14 goals one year. Uh, I, I think he could really – I think he's a guy maybe you can play up in the lineup for desperation purposes. I'm not saying put him on the third line. But um, I, I think that was a nice under-the-radar signing. Um we all or what they they traded Hartman for him, right? Yeah, uh, I, I the nice move. Um, I liked Hartman, but with the cap not going up and everything, it was kind of hard to keep him around. So, uh, yeah, outside of you know his first few games or whatever, he got hurt in preseason, maybe a little bit of a slow start, but uh, I think he's been pretty damn good uh, ever since uh, he's gotten rolling here. JVR has had so many chances; he'll start cashing in soon. I mean, he has to. Like, that's what happens with goal scorers. Vancouver, 10th in the league in shots for averaging uh, mid to high 30s, and we held them to, like, low 20s. They had 17 shots on goal. They had eight in the final 40 minutes. 
Flyers played one hell of a defensive game tonight. If they start, even if it's just like half a power play goal a game, that's what they need. Like a little bit more production out of the power play, just a little bit more here and there. They could be a really good team. They have a formula right now. It doesn't, some nights they look like shit because this is the NHL. They play 82 of these things. It's hard to look great every night. Most teams don't. Um, and even if you're a team like uh, Tampa or Calgary last year, that doesn't mean you're not going to go down in the first round in four or five games. You know, uh, hockey is a lot of randomness and luck. None of us like to admit that because we love this game and we are okay. I mean, we all love to be armchair GM and just, you know, make all these moves. And you know, if we do this and this, that's a cup right there. And it's like, yeah, goalie got hot. St. Louis won the cup. <laughs> they were in last – what were they in, like, second to last or last place when they came into the Wells Fargo Center and uh, Bennington made his debut, right? I think we were 29th and 30th in the league or something like that. Yeah, so, like, uh, it's a lot of luck and randomness and just your goalie getting hot. Well, Ghost be traded, you think? Um, I don't think in the immediate future. I'd be surprised if it's soon. Um, I mean, first of all, you just benched him twice. What's a team going to give you for a guy you're not playing? I'd be very surprised by that. I want to see a Farabee Frost Limblom line maybe one day. I'm, I like the mix of youngsters and vets right now. I like that we have a mix on every line. I don't want a kid line and a vet line. I like having the young guys with the old guys. I think they're all pushing each other. I think the experience is helping the young kids. I think the energy is helping the older guys. I'm not ready to just, okay, we're going to have, you know, a third-year guy and two rookies together. Hey, Bill, just got here, and I'm not sure if it's been addressed, but I thought Pitlick was great. Noticed him a couple times hitting people, forechecking hard, and generally being a pest. Exactly what I want in the fourth liner. Yeah, I've been happy with his play since, uh, I, like I said, I think he had a slow start to the year, but he, he had that injury uh, early. Um, uh, I like the composition of this team right now. I think once they start getting something out of JVR and they can put them up in the lineup and Lawton comes down, you're going to have four lines that you can put out there and they will win more nights than not. Rafa was my old whipping boy, but this year he is doing a decent job on the fourth line where he belongs. I mean, he, he's a fourth liner. He's a good fourth liner. It's not his fault that they played him in the top – I mean, like, there was a year he played in on the top line with prime Giroux and prime Voracek. God, that's ridiculous. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. He's a nice fourth liner. He's as good of a fourth liner as you can basically have in this league. Um, I don't want him in my top nine, though, ever. Keep him away from that. I just – he's good on the fourth line. He can play for my fourth line any day. And the other role is him playing above his skill level. I'd rather have Stewart in the lineup than JVR. Just saying, well, then, Dan, you'd like to lose more games. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Stewart's a bad hockey player. That's an asinine position to have. Coots never ages. Seems like he's been in the league for 20 years. I just, I just saw the other day he's like 27. I was like, shit, I'm getting effing old, man. What are the chances we actually win in Columbus for a change? They better freaking win in Columbus because that team is not good. I don't even know what they're doing standings-wise because I couldn't pay less attention to Columbus if I tried. 
I know I've had them at the bottom of my power rankings for a couple of weeks. I haven't actually done the power rankings in a little while, but I'm sure they're still low. Uh, the Flyers should be absolutely in the next two games. And let's look ahead to that right now. Uh, in these next two games, the Flyers should come away with four points. They are at Columbus on uh, on the on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock puck drop. And they are home against Detroit on Black Friday. That's a 4 p.m. puck drop. So a little matinee action on Friday. And if you are looking for somewhere to watch those two games on the 27th or 29th, uh, home game, away game, it doesn't matter. If you're near the Jersey Shore, go to Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey, my favorite bar in the entire Jersey Shore. I've worked in a lot of restaurants. I've been around the food industry a while. Um, the thing that separates good places and bad places is the management, is the owner. Uh, Timmy Fitzpatrick is as great as it gets. He's always there making sure that food is hot and that beer is cold, and he is a huge hockey fan. You can watch the Flyers or any game you want while you're there. So many TVs, all the freaking packages you could imagine. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, can't put him over enough. Get yourself that pork sandwich. Haig played a pretty good game. If Haig is limited in his ice time, which, uh, what did he play tonight? Yeah, 1509. That's where you want him. I'm still, like, uh, Niskanen played 25-01, Provorov played 25-18, and no other D-man played over 20 minutes. I don't love it. I just don't love giving Provorov 25-plus minutes um, in freaking the middle of November. That's just not – I I don't think it's good long-term. I want Provorov ready to go for a playoff run – with Braun and Haig, you have to limit both of their ice time at five on five. That means, you know, you have this situation where your top pair plays 25 minutes. Um, I just don't like both of those guys in the lineup together, but in the situation they're in right now, I not like I'm going to complain about what Haig did tonight. The team gave up one freaking goal against a, a really electric offense. Limblom has been lights out all year so far. The guy deserves all the love. Limblom... We were we. Um, I can't remember if we had this discussion on the air or off the air on on a on the flagship show. But is he Hextall's best draft pick? Just based on he's a fifth rounder and he's exceeded expectations so far. Like I thought he was an NHL, or a lot of people said he was an NHL, or and maybe the steal of the draft the day the pick happened. But the kid just works so hard. He's so much more than I thought he was going to be. Um, love Lindblom. I'm excited for this crop of rookies and young guns to take the reins and get some playoff experience. I swear they never get mentioned nationally, besides maybe Konechny uh, at the time, but they deserve it. Yeah, I mean, they just, I think it was TSN. I, I, I know I quote tweeted it. Let me see if I can find it. They got, uh, they got named like the sixth best young core in hockey. Let me see if I can find this real quick. Where would it be in my tweets? Let's see if it's in the media section. Yeah, they were number six in the with the. It's the top under twenty four cores, and it was uh, Hart, Provorov, Konechny, and Farabee were the top four. They were ranked six in the league. And here's the thing. Yeah, it was from TSN. Uh, Scoop. Here's the scary thing about the Flyers. Not only does their core four not include twenty seventeen number two overall pick Nolan Patrick, who was sat out the season with migraines but it also didn't have room for Philly's current leading goal scorer, Oscar Lindblom. The bet is Lindblom, Phil Myers, Travis Sanheim, Patrick, and Morgan Frost each might have made the core for 20 other NHL teams. So it's 
your core four of guys under 24 years of age, and they were the sixth best in the league. That's a hell of a ranking. Uh, I think, you know, as soon as they start having some success, they will get national recognition. The reason, like, nobody's biased against the Flyers. The Flyers are one of the biggest media markets in the in the league. They're one of the teams that have kept this league freaking afloat. <laughs> well, all the financial problems they have, and if you're listening on the podcast feed, I put that in air quotes because the owners are mostly just greedy assholes. Um, but uh, as soon as this team starts having some success, then the individuals will reap the benefits of that success, like national media attention. Also remember, like, this is hockey. Nobody gets that much attention. Pitlick is what Terensky will become? That would be nice. Uh, you need those... Uh, Lower draft pick. Anything after the first round is a crapshoot if you're ever even going to freaking, excuse me, sniff the league. Um, I, uh, it, you need, you, it's great to have those homegrown guys that you can just throw in your lineup. Even if it's just for, like, the duration of their ELCs and maybe one more contract, they do all the dirty work for you, they kill themselves for you, and then you bring up more. That you don't need 32-year-old fourth-liners. That's what I like about what they have uh, in the AHL right now. Uh, it's The highly talented guys are great, and the Flyers are going to depend on those guys to be stars. But the, bo- the bottom of the roster guys are also necessary for keeping this thing moving. If you have to spend a bunch of money on your bottom six, you know what you don't have money for? Stars. Um, so it's it's nice to have that. Anyone else notice the last two uh, Braun last two games are way better when Ghost hasn't been his partner? Yeah, they're not a good mix. They're not a good mix. Frost has killer hand-eye coordination. He deflected like four or five passes from close range. He does a lot of subtle. Uh, if you read, if you're an athletic subscriber, um, check out Charlie's articles where he posts a video. Uh, he catches a lot of things like Frost doing a subtle stick lift to make sure a pass from someone else up the boards gets to where it's going. Uh, he does, yeah, subtle stick work, a lot of good hand-eye. Um, good brain, too, when to play the puck, when to let it go. Chris Stewart, hive activate. Anyone? Anyone? No? I Like, Chris Stewart's bad at hockey, man. You can give a compliment to Haig tonight. Come on, you can do I'm No problem with Haig. Said that before. Said it last game. Haig is a Brandon Manning upgrade at best. Haig, in the role he's in as the 6 or 7, I think is fine. I don't like him in the same lineup as a Justin Braun, like I laid out. I think you have to limit both of their ice time. Uh, And Braun is a PK specialist, so I'd prefer him. Um, But if Haig is your 7 and he comes in in situations like the one he's in now, you can do a lot worse than a 7th defenseman, like a Brandon Manning, who just doesn't belong in the NHL. Haig has been here. He's played okay at times, and I think he's fine in this role, as long as you make him your six. He's playing in your top four, that's bad. And he needs to be out there with somebody who can move the puck. Uh, That's the other thing. Does BSH have anything planned for Thanksgiving? Uh, No. We have our holiday party coming up on December 21st. It's a Saturday. Be there at Fieldhouse uh, in Philly. It's going to be a great time. Lots of of cool stuff going on. Can't announce it yet, because I don't have the go-ahead from Steph. And honestly, I don't remember everything she told me, so I couldn't announce it even if I wanted to. (laughs) But uh, there's going to be some great stuff at Fieldhouse, December 21st, Saturday. I believe they're playing the Ottawa Senators, so they better fucking win that game, eh? Uh, But, yeah, come on out. It's always fun, and this one's going to be by far our best gathering we've ever had. 
if you've been to our draft parties, you've been to our Festivus parties, uh, you know it's a good time, but this will be the best one. Without a doubt, this will be the best one. Bill, do you see a, do you see the Flyers making a deal with Seattle to take Jake or JVR? We will need the cap space with the kids starting to cash in. Um, yeah, I talked about this briefly, maybe this summer or very beginning of the year. We had like a mailbag show. And listen, so much can happen. Uh, Seattle's two years away. Um, but I think if I had to guess, I would right now say it's it's going to be JVR and a draft pick to Seattle. That would be um, what I foresee happening personally. TK seems to have hit a wall. Points have stopped. We need to get him going again. Um, didn't he just had three assists two games ago? Yes, November 21st against Carolina. The Flyers scored four goals. He had three assists. So the points have not stopped. He's fine. He doesn't score every single night. Nobody does. Except for freaking McDavid and Dreisaitl, and they're fucking ridiculous. Just look at those two's point totals and their projections. They're unbelievable. They should both be ripped out of Edmonton. Edmonton doesn't deserve it. I I don't care. <laughs> they're too bad of an organization to deserve players like this. Biggest uh, biggest player surprise in the season so far, good and bad. Um, hmm. I guess I would say Brian Elliott's been a really positive surprise. I was really down on him um, just because I thought of the uh, the injury concern. I know he's a good goalie when he's healthy. I just don't trust him to stay healthy, but I think AV's done a good job managing him, and they've gotten some pretty good performances out of him for the most part. Uh, bad ghost, man. I'm, I'm disappointed in the in the season ghost is having. I, I think it's possible he turns it around. Um, I thought his quotes today were encouraging. If you haven't seen them, find them. Uh, I'm sure they're pretty much everywhere on Flyers Twitter and, and all the beat writers' articles and everything. But it's uh, – yeah, I would say he's the – I don't even know if it's a surprise, just a letdown. I thought with the new coach and um, young guys coming up and just this renewed energy around the team, it would translate to him. And that's like the ninth time I've said the word translate today. Yeah, like – you ever, like, you, you say something and then you say it, like, ten times and you don't even realize it and then you've said it every five minutes the entire show. Uh, but, yeah, I, I expected Ghost to be better just with the fresh start for everybody and just this positive energy that seems to have overtaken a locker room that really needed it. Um, and it just hasn't affected him the same way it appears to have affected a lot of the guys. Limblom, for you, is best surprise. Um, I, like, I knew... I guess the goal scoring and just how consistent his production has been has been a surprise. Like, I knew Limblom was a good player. I didn't know if he was going to be able to produce at this level. And, hey, we're only like a quarter of the way through the season. He could absolutely hit one of these long-ass slumps, but uh, he does so much for you. And playing with Couturier and getting the minutes he gets, I don't – it just doesn't look like he's going to hit a slump because of the situation he's worked himself into. Like, it – if he isn't in this situation, he's playing on the third line, and it's like, all right, well, we limit him some nights. He's not getting this. He's, you know, so he's absolutely earned the the opportunity he has now. But because of this opportunity, I don't think he'll fall into that slump. But I don't, um, I don't know if he's biggest surprise. It's definitely uh, one of the like most beneficial things that has happened to this team is the emergence of Limblom 
as a regular producer and not just like, oh, Lindblom was good tonight, and he had some points because he's usually pretty good. He's a smart player, wins a ton of battles, knows where to be, but we've seen it. Like, he piles up chances and the puck doesn't go in. This year it's freaking going in, and that's huge for this team because you can put him out on the first line. And if you have that kind of player with Couturier, you're going to get what you get tonight, a shutdown of a really good first line, even with Jake out there who is, despite his efforts to improve his defense, not a great defender. Just isn't. Yo deserves some love for the improved PK. Oh, absolutely. Bill, if Moose plays the season out like he has been, does he earn another one-year deal? Um, hmm. That's a good question. It's a really good question. Um, my initial instinct is no, but it also depends on the improvement of the other goalies in the system and what else is available. Um you know, Alex Lyon is a UFA after this year, I believe, right? Cap friendly real quick. I'm fairly – I know his deal's up after this year. I'm fairly certain he's uh, old enough to – where are you at, Lyon? Yeah, UFA after this year. So, um, JF Baruby, Sandstrom. Sandstrom hasn't been great, I don't think. Used to Menko. So, yeah, uh, let's check their numbers. The old hockeydb.com. Felix Sandstrom, seven games in the ECHL and has an 880 save percentage. Not terribly alarming, but he is 22. I mean, he was a 2015 pick. Um, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of work to do. You know, um, he's been. Uh, he's had a lot of stops and starts and uneven beginning to his career in Sweden with the injuries, being a backup, and just. So uh, he might just take a while to get going. Most goalies aren't, yeah, like, NHL-ready at 22. That's what we forget, like, makes Carter Hart so special. We put so much on him. Um, we just think, oh, he should be great. Has Houston, like, does Houston make a play? I haven't heard one word about him all season. Uh, and being a Belarusian, he's played 12 games. He's got a 2-7-1 goals against. 7-1-3 and three with a 9.07 save percentage. So he's been decent. Uh, I like Ustamenko mostly because he's Belarusian, also because he's 6-3. Um, he's looked good in international play and stuff. So uh, I, I think it does – like, are either of them going to be ready next year? I, I don't think so. Probably not, right? They're in the fucking ECHL. So internally, it's those two with Alex Lyon, um, unless someone else is going to make a jump. But I – are you going to bring over a youngster to back up Hart in their first year of North American hockey? I doubt it. So it's internally, it's Elliot or Lyon. I would, uh, I would, um, I would say if Elliot stays healthy this year and uh, Hart really takes the reins as the one, because that's what you need too. You need Hart to be like, all right, we can depend on you for like fifty-five plus games. Um, you're the guy. And then we can go with the older, maybe a little bit deteriorating mentor slash backup in, in uh, Elliot. So I, a lot of circumstances, but I would say it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. Lindblom looks far more explosive this year. Agreed, agreed. Also, I've been surprised by Myers after that preseason he had. Yeah, Myers is like, he's just like not a, uh, you can, he must, that's, must have been why, like, he wasn't drafted. And it blows my mind. Just like, Myers, I don't care 
about like how does a six foot five, two hundred plus pound right-handed defenseman not get drafted at all? Like I know he didn't really break out until yeah, uh, not even close. He had eight points in fourteen, fifteen. And 45 and 15, 16. Did he also hit a huge growth spurt? Like, I just don't know how a guy with those measurables makes it through seven rounds of a draft. It doesn't freaking get picked. But uh, he just must be a bad, like, practice player. He's a bad tryout player. That's all I can think because um, he's had two now. Um, he's had two preseasons where he could basically win a job and he didn't. But then he comes up and you go, Yo, he's a good hockey player. What's what's the issue here? So I, it's weird with him, man. I don't know. Uh, Jordan Hall wrote that Pedersen didn't have a shot on goal or a point for only the second time this season. That's pretty good. Give Coots the effing selkie. Agreed. Dump and Chase is officially back, but they're doing it well now. Did it ever go anywhere? Uh, much more relentless chasing. Yeah, and as we've seen, like, hey, they have some days off. Like, even if it's they're just playing every other day, they're not playing three and four all of a sudden. And we're seeing uh, the four check come back looking like it looked uh, in the first month of the season. Uh, I still don't love this kind of hockey, but when you do put the pressure on and you have that second wave, and even if the other team does gain possession on the dump, um, you're able to pr- you're able to pressure their exits and create turnovers with that second wave of four checkers. Uh, then obviously you're going to create a ton of opportunities, and that's what they've been doing. Six five and right-handed should have been drafted on spec. Right? Like, <laughs> just think about freaking the way hockey is. It's like here's a right-handed defenseman; he can skate, and he's six five. I, what? What would you not draft him? Like Stepan Falkovsky got drafted. Now, granted, I love Stepan Falkovsky, but he ain't playing in the NHL. Phil Myers is. Zamula and Myers equals great scouts. This team knows how to find some talent, man, especially these diamonds in the rough. You know I love Zamula. Got me my uh, free six months of elite prospects. Please brag more about Zamula. There's only so much talk we can do about Igor Zamula. Look, look I can't wait for that dude to be uh, to be on this team, but I think, it's a, I think it's a little while away. All right, guys, we're closing in an hour here. I see some people have started to leave. That's uh, I think that's going to wrap it up. We are going to be recording BSH Radio tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, for those listening at a different time on the podcast feed. Um, but, yeah, that's um, that's it. I lost my train of thought completely. Yeah, we're going to be recording the uh, Broad Street Hockey Tuesday night instead of Wednesday because of the Wednesday game, so you'll get us a day early. So we'll be back with that tomorrow. I'll be back for the uh, for the Wednesday post game as well as the Black Friday post game. so see me there. Uh, watch the games at Fitzpatrick Trist Tavern, eh? Uh, that's it. That's all the time we have for you on the BSH Radio Facebook Live post game. Thank you all so much for hanging out. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever podcasts are found. You know how to find podcasts. Find this one and subscribe to it. There's new content like every day. I do these post games. There's the flagship show. There's Flyperbole, BSH Brief. So much stuff. Checking out the competition. I don't even know everything we have. That's how much we have. Steph would love that comment. Uh, That's it. All right. I'm wrapping up. That's all the time we have for you tonight. Until Wednesday, have a great week, everybody.